Welcome to the Ashenden Anemometer, as at the 20th of August, 2021. Is everyone sitting comfortably? OK, with the exception of you again. Yes, I know they take a while to shrink away. Try avoiding tall bar stools and cycling for the foreseeable future. Ah, you've brought an extra pillow. Good. Well, a bit of a hiatus in this month's reporting. Let's go back to that deluge at the end of last month, beginning of this. Yes, that's the one. The one that swamped the AA's rain gauge and fizzled the electronics. Houston, we have a problem. Uh, Sorry, I obviously meant Ashenden. Such famous places, easy to confuse. The gauge is now back up and running. Actually, it's dribbling, which is what it's supposed to do. Getting back to things which did record, we have a gust of 34.2 miles per hour coming in at the disgustingly early hour of half past one in the morning on the 8th from the south-southwest. Thank goodness this system is automated. I definitely would have stayed in bed, and did, for that wimpish one. I think Mr Beaufort also had his feet up, as there was little left behind from the passing Zephyrs to mark their passage. Our newly acquired garden parasols, admittedly furled, but still in their bases, showed few signs of movement other than a slight clicking as they swayed a little in response to this tease of a breeze. The Fitzroy Stormglass has been mimicking cloudy conditions continually, if only to prove pointlessly poultry permissible alteration. I'm sorry, I'll alliterate that again. If only to provide pointlessless. pointlesslessly. poultry permissible alliteration. I think that's called being hoist by your own petard. Anyway, frankly, that. The alliterations are pretty sparse this month, apart from those few you've just had there. You should be so lucky. But I am grateful for this. That's the storm glass mimicking cloudy conditions continually. Did you get that? Okay, look, back to sleep then. Now, Hector has been getting back into his stride, bringing home the rabbits. Last month, there seemed to be a lull in his hunting, leaping and fish eating. This month, he is definitely back on form, clearing the fence with his whole rabbit mouthful and still asking for more Felix Ocean Feast after his fresh haunch is downed. The kites often follow him back and wait on the roof line above the neighbour's doorway whilst we redistribute the carcasses outside in our close. The kites squeal furiously, calling... which translates to much the same thing. While they are picking through the leftovers, Hector usually puts his paws up and does a very good impression of a cat snoring. Thus, Hector is both awake and asleep. Uh, if, If you have a look at the online photograph, you'll notice that the 
photon receptors are shut, but the sonar detectors are definitely working. Anyway, that both awake and asleep, it's a nod to last month's Schrodinger exposition. And not. All his activity, and lack of the same, is much in step with intermittent, cold, wet, warmish, wet, contemporary conditions. Do, do have a peek at the online photograph. It's worth a pause, or at least four of them. Air quality continues to excel in the surrounds of Ashenden, for which I'm also grateful. We're in the same bracket as Paris, Sydney and London, at a 20 air quality index, whilst not quite built it, beating Milton Keynes at 15. Delhi is way ahead, beating Beijing's poultry AQI of a 114 into a spluttering corner at 183. The use of quality in the Air Quality Index acronym when looking at such polluters is a complete farce. Remember that if the UK goes totally green, we change the planetary contribution of CO2 by 1%. India and China account for about 40%, which we would actually have been better off overall, keeping our own high-quality coal burning, still not good, than export our pollution to China's massively poor-quality coal burning power generation, which is what we're doing. And as for replacing oil-burning cars with electric elastoplasts to prevent particulates, just work out the amount of rubber and brake pad material that we push into our environment. And stop feeling smug about electric cars. It takes 60,000 miles before they even out polluting less than equivalent petrol. Diesel produces less CO2, as you knew. We must do so much better. Stop flying, eat less meat, and use less. That'd be a very good start. You may recall the AA's outreach team cycled past Kemble Airfield near Sarancester en route to Aquae Sulis via the Foss Way last month. There are about 30 long-haul planes retired out there not to fly again. Bizarrely, the pandemic may yet prove our long-term saviour. I say that without any happiness whatsoever. I've always cynically stated that nations, that is we, wouldn't do anything about pollution, global warming, etc., till the seas washed in around our tube metro stations, undergrounds, etc. It seems I was wrong. Wildfires got in first. And a bit of flooding in Germany. Enough ranting. Let's return to our blinkered reality. Here is this month's summary. That's S-U-M-M-A-R-Y as opposed to summary, S-U-M-M-E-R-Y, which it is in parts. Here we go. Maximum gust, 34.2 miles per hour. Ashenden all abed during this one. Beaufort, three. Ashenden and Mr. Beaufort both abed. 
Rain gauge, naught. Rain definitely stopped play. Record, pause and fast forward. No report. AQI, 20. Ashenden's up there with the respectables, but that's no cause for complacency. Roll on, COP26 at Glasgow. That's Glasgow, by the way. Hectorisation, plus or minus nine. Hectors, a sweek or a slake. Confused? Excellent. Alterations, sixth. Most modest month. Sigh. Now, the exciting moment to reveal D in the Strange Storms series. We're going to look back to late August 1950. Just correcting the 1050 here when that went out. Oh dear. Errors and omissions accepted. We're looking back to late August 1950 when Hurricane Dog put in an appearance. Before scientific re-examination by the Hurricane Research Division, yes, it truly exists, who reduced its recognised wind speeds, Hurricane Dog was listed as the second strongest Atlantic hurricane on record, tied with Hurricanes Gilbert in 1988 and Wilma in 2005. It was originally referred to as the Great Hurricane in the Central Atlantic, as no one was on first, term, first name terms with hurricanes until after 1952. Such is progress. Passing through the Lesser Antilles, Hurricane Dog produced a storm surge of eight feet in Antigua. Winds on Antigua and Barbuda were estimated at 130 miles per hour, with a gust of 144 miles per hour recorded at St. John's, Antigua and Barbuda. On Antigua, where hurricane force winds were reported for six hours, residents considered it the most severe hurricane in history. Hurricane Dog left thousands homeless on Antigua. Just weeks after Hurricane Baker caused severe damage on the island. Damage throughout the Lesser Antilles totaled about a million dollars, more like 10 million US dollars today. Primarily on Antigua and Barbuda and including many damaged or destroyed homes, ruined crops, blocked roads from washouts, fallen trees, and power outages across the islands. The hurricane resulted in several shipwrecks. Two people drowned when their small boat capsized. The hurricane sank a boat on the island of St. Bartholome, where damage amounted to $70,000. Today's value more like $700,000 US dollars. I think the Hurricane Research Division deserves a D reference or two to itself. Every hurricane season, 
HRD carries out an annual field programme during which it collects information on tropical cyclones, especially Atlantic hurricanes, in order to improve scientific understanding of their formation, structure and dynamics. Data is collected from satellites, land-based radar, wind towers, not Ashenton by the way, and from aircraft. They archive flight information from Air Force Reserve hurricane hunters and plan and participate in research flights on National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Aircraft Operation Centre's planes. They present, sorry, their present fleet consists of two Orion P3 four-engine turboprops which can fly directly into the eye of hurricanes and a Gulfstream 4, Mark 4 I think, high altitude jet which is used to fly around tropical cyclones dropping instrument packages called dropsons. Dropsons. Now there's a D worth remembering. Well it's time for me to call a halt on this month's report including all correct and incorrect pronunciations. I'm off down to the hundred for a pint of my favourite well-diluted lemonade and delight of delights the old staff are back. Uh, naturally, I mean the young staff. That's all from me, Richard Phillips, back at 158 metres above sea level, still revelling in his return from Aquaesulis on long Roman byways, having partaken of the bath water. And still amazed at the runway that marks the end or the beginning, the end of the Fossway and assorted jumbos at the Cotswold Airport Aviation Elephants Graveyard. Long live the apostrophe. Such foresight, those Romans. <laughs>